Welcome to the Waves Ministry Podcast. My name is Caroline Hare, and I'm the founder of Waves Girls Conference. We have girls conferences for girls ages 12 to 22 in the States as well as internationally. Our mission and vision is to encourage and equip young women to start making waves for Christ in their homes, community, and in the world. We hope that through this podcast that we can bring messages and words of life, wisdom, and hope through the Word of God, life issues, and help girls know their true identity and calling. Well, hey girls, we are on season three of our Waves Ministry podcast. And this season, we are talking about journeys. And I'm having different guests on every single week for the 12 weeks, just talking about if their journey could teach you anything. And it's been such a joy just to talk with different people in ministry and then college students and high school students to hear their testimony. But today I get to have both in one setting. I get to have a college student and a ministry friend. Lauren McRoberts is here with us on the podcast. Hey, Lauren, we're so excited to have you. Hey, I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Um, Lauren, I know that you have been on our podcast before you did the relationship podcast with me back in February. Um, and I've given you a couple shout outs on our social media because y'all, she has the best book. I'll let her tell you about it, but she has a blog and she does photography and all sorts of different things, but all around, she's a girl who loves Jesus and is just testifying about her faith in the process. And so tell us a little bit about yourself, Lauren. Yeah, so I am a 19-year-old college student. I'm currently in Columbia, South Carolina, and I've been here all my life, and um, I guess how I connected with with Caroline was really just my writing and my blog. Um, When I was in eighth grade, kind of going into my freshman year, so ninth grade, I started my blog, and I started it because I was making the transition from online or from public school into online school and I wanted to start a blog to let my family and friends keep up with me and I feel like that should make your blog like really popular right now (laughs) because like so many people are doing that you know yeah yeah which I guess like we can dig up some of the old stuff you know (laughs) yeah yeah and it's funny because I really just made it for them to be able to keep up with me and I was in the midst of a really like deep dark time in my life and writing had always been an outlet for me not even just a creative outlet but just like a therapeutic outlet and um I just ended up writing and it caught some people's attention a couple years after I first started it with a really um I guess people would say controversial blog post that I wrote (laughs) and um okay can I tell you I have a confession so like I've known you a hot minute just from social media and stuff. And it wasn't until like during quarantine, I was like sitting down reading your book and I realized I was like, Oh my gosh, that was her. (laughs) I had seen it like back in the day. So anyway, tell them about it. But I just, I was like, I felt so silly. (laughs) That's still the craziest thing to me because I made the switch like going from going um, from like normal stuff to college when I switched um, to college, I made a church transition as well. And when I was first starting to get plugged in to my church that I'm at now, I was like talking to this guy out in the lobby one day, like before service. And I was just kind of like telling him about myself a little bit. And he was like, wait, 
I've read your blog. And I was like, that is the craziest <laughs> thing to, to me, like for me to hear. Um, because it's very like a, it's very much so like a, a niche type blog to where like, you're probably going to run into people in ministry or church that have read it or whatever, because it was circulating within Christian circles. But basically what it was, was um, I wrote it right when the Netflix series 13 Reasons Why came out and I binge watched the series. It didn't sit well with me at all. And Same. I finished the series. Yeah, I finished the series at like 3 a.m. one morning and I was just like, I have to write something about this, just whether it's going to be published or not, whether people are going to see it or whether it's just going to be in my journal, like I've got to write something. So in like half an hour, I cranked out this blog post and I called it 13 Reasons Why Not. And it was based on the Netflix series and how in the series, um, the producers basically get the audience 13 Reasons Why Hannah, the main character, decides to take her own life. And I wanted to kind of flip the script a little bit and give people 13 Reasons Why, if they have ever or if they are considering suicide, to... Um, like why their life is worthy, why their life is worth living and why they're valued. And it was very much so scripturally based, um, which in hindsight, obviously, I feel like when you make anything, unless you're like a New York Times bestseller, you don't really anticipate people, like a bunch of people reading everything. <laughs> like you don't say, okay, when millions of people read this, I'm going to, like, I'm, because a million people are going to read this, I'm going to make sure of this, this, and this. I had no idea that that many people are going to read it. But looking back on it, I know that God was like, obviously he knew it was going to happen. Obviously. prompting you. <laughs> but he was like making sure that I was making it um, all scripturally based because I ended up getting so much backlash. And ultimately it was not my words that they were arguing with it was god's word and so since then it's been a learning lesson for me to Rest be your like shoulders off <laughs> yeah 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 i would get emails like hate emails and people contacting me through my website and being like i don't agree with this or blah 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 like some really hurtful things and i was like well praise god this isn't something that i came up with and this is something that i know is true and that like just just cra is a crazy time and so I published it on a Wednesday and by two weeks later it ended up having around three million views three million clicks <laughs> and I was like at this time I was 16 and so I did not know what to do with myself it's honestly still a blur um and to think, to be that young and have that many eyes on you, it was just like, what in the world is happening? Um, and that kind of catapulted me into furthering my blog and publishing my first book, which came out in October of 2018. And it's so exciting and getting able or being able to, you know, be involved with ministries like Waves and stuff like that. And so it was just a crazy thing, how an impulsive blog post that I wrote when I was 16 would be able to launch everything. And it's honestly one of those crazy, these crazy stories that you kind of hear like in the movies or whatever, but it's weird to think that it happened to me. But I'm very thankful that it happened because, you know, I wouldn't be able to, you know, be on podcasts like this, maybe because I connected with, you know, me and Caroline's mutual friend through it. And just a fun it's a fun story to tell and since then I've just continued to blog continued to write and that's what I'm doing I'm trying in the midst of being a college kid and you know 
doing all the things that that has brought all that. Well, um, okay, so I know you, Lauren, like you were just telling me before we got on here about a recent road trip. And so I know you are always going on road trips somewhere. And so I, and one of these days, I feel like me, you and Holly, like we will need to be in a car together for an extended amount of time at some point. Yes. I feel like it needs to happen. But um, so on a road trip, like what is your go-to album or music that you love to listen to? Oh my gosh. Okay, I so love I the have, variety of this question. Like the answers that I've gotten are so drastic. I love it. So yeah. So I kind of like have realized that I have this thing that I do where on the way there, normally like leaving early in the morning, like I just want to listen to worship music or whatever. And so I have a, po I have a playlist that um, is a mixture of probably, I would say the main people that are on there is Bethel and um some elevation i have some weird throwbacks that are in there from like tasha cobbs uh -huh. and, <laughs> i do too i love some tasha cobbs i'm telling yes. you and um gosh what else is in there i also have i love jesus culture and so i've listened to them for a really long time um it's just like this big mashup of a lot of worship i'm very much so like a the music is like you know reckless love live or whatever it's always that like eight minute songs um yeah. and also recently i've been getting into maverick maverick city oh. music which is a, yeah so i've good. been getting so i've been good. getting into that um but so i'll listen to that on the way there or like for the halfway or whatever but I find that, and I don't know if this is the right, I don't know, whatever. You can judge me if you want. But on the way back, or like on the last half of the trip, when I'm needing like energy or something, I have like a weird like oldies playlist <laughs> that I listen to that has like some Chicago in it. Oh, some nice. Like, some, <laughs> some like foreigner, like some crazy things that you would never expect a 19-year-old <laughs> girl to have in their playlist. Um, and then I also like to listen, like mixed in with my like secular music playlist. I also have, I love Johnny Swim. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So good. So it's like a weird smorgasbord of things, but it has my flow because on the way there, I'm like, I need to hear Jesus time, like whatever. And when I need energy or like I'm driving back late at night, like, hey, something to like, you know, get me, like keep me awake. And so I'm listening to like up. classic rock or whatever. That's awesome. I love yeah. that. I love that. Okay. So talking about journeys, um, I know, you know, I know some of your story just from your book, but like, what are areas of your life that you could say that you have been on a journey? <laughs> hmm. Gosh, there's like so many, I would definitely say for me, I really feel like I think I've, I think I've said this in the last podcast we recorded, but I can't remember who said it, but I remember listening to a sermon one time and someone said that every, the way that you view yourself, the value that you have or whatever, every, the way, the value that you put on yourself and the worth you put on yourself, the way you view yourself affects every action that you take. And That's I would good. say, I would say, I would say that the journey that I've been on with realizing my value and realizing my self-worth has kind of been like an overflow into my journey of friendships and relationships. Um, 
because once I started my journey of really realizing my self-worth and my value, mm -hmm. I would come to a point where I wouldn't let people treat me in negative ways. When I was in middle school, I used to basically be like a self-proclaimed doormat. Like I would let people, oh. walk, <laughs> like I would let people walk all over me, take advantage of me in friendships. And once I started my journey of realizing my self-worth and realizing that like God calls me his own and God calls me his daughter and he calls me, he, we're the only thing on this earth that are made in his image. That's right. And once I realized that and really started to, I guess, process that, it directly affected everything else. Um, and so I would definitely say that my self-worth journey, it's still an ongoing thing. I feel like, I feel like Satan uses different aspects of your life to prolong that journey. So like, I feel like I've taken the journey with friendships, taken the journey with relationships. And I feel like sometimes he'll use like body image or he'll use mm -hmm. um, comparison to prolong the journey of identity and self-worth but I would say that's probably one of the biggest the biggest aspects that I can think of in my life that I've been like man like we've come a long way like right that's what, think, that's what I think of when I think of the word journey I'm like okay we started somewhere and now we're somewhere that's like completely different from where we started that's good that's good um you know whenever uh whenever you talk about that, like as you've come through that journey and that process, like looking back, w is there something specific that you wish you could have told uh, yourself in high school or in middle school? Like what is one thing that you're like, man, if my journey could teach you anything, girls, like hear this. Yeah. Goodness. I think there's so many things I could probably sit here. I could probably create a podcast just about this specific question, which I guess you're kind of doing at least a series. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like for me, I would say the importance of not comparing your seasons to other people's um, and the importance of realizing that I mean it sounds so cliche and I feel like every Pinterest quote says this ever but <laughs> talking about sometimes this, they're true you know, though yourself, oh yeah 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 for sure and like how we really are completely different and completely obviously fearfully wonderfully made with how God made us but we're like because of that you can't compare where you at where you're at to somebody else and I feel like recently in the past few years with the me trying to get into ministry, I feel like it's very um, popular or in any industry really to get into a mindset of comparison because you're like, well, this person got this many likes or this person got this many book sales or blog reads or sh like post shares or yeah. um this person speaking here, like, that's what it looks like for me, but maybe for, you know, the girls listening, it could be, well, this girl has this big friend group, or yeah. this person has this many followers, or whatever it is, like, comparison is such a thing that eats at you, and I would say that that's something that I've really been struggling with, I guess, like, ever since coming into ministry, and that's another journey that I've been on, is one of comparison, and so I would say that really internalizing and realizing that 
God could have literally chosen anything in the world to share the gospel with others. And like he chose us as humans to share that with people. And I think that's so special and becoming content in that and realizing that, okay, this is what God says about me. And this is going to be enough for me to be content just in him and not in a mindset of comparing myself because it's a mean cycle and it's a cycle that you can go through time after time after time. Um, and it just ends you right back up where you were in a state of insecurity. And I think that's one thing that I would just say is just don't compare your seasons. Don't compare yourself. Um, and as obviously easier said than done, (laughs) but that's something that I would definitely say, like from the get go, I would have just told little Lauren to be content in just who she was. Um, and obviously just internalize the fact that God made me me and I'm not going to be like the other person, even if I want to be like them. I have something, I bring something, we all bring something to the table that's different than the other person. And right. so that's something that I would remind myself of if I could go back. It was so good. I know, like I, as you were talking, I was reminded of whenever I was in high school, um, I was a cheerleader and I remember like, I felt like the fattest person on earth. Like I, I really like, mm-hmm. and it was because we had to share uniforms from year to year, you know, mm-hmm. like they would pass down the uniforms to the next age level after they graduated out. And I remember I was like sick with the flu or something the day that we all got our uniforms and this like double zero girl got like the size 12 skirt. Right. And I was mm-hmm. like, and I was the size 12 girl. Like mm-hmm. I have been that size for ever and ever. Amen. Mm-hmm. Like I, I said to my dad on the phone yesterday or on Friday, I said, man, I, I think I might just like have to die this size. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I was like, I can get thinner, I can get fatter, but that's like, that's like my, my A zone. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and I just said, I was like, man, I was so discontent and comparing myself with the other girls on my cheer squad and stuff. Like I missed so many good things because I was just comparing my body constantly. Mm -hmm. And I remember the first time going to like a workout class and this was just two years ago. Like I went to a workout class and I came out and I said, for the first time ever, I didn't compare my body to everybody else's the whole hour. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that moment that you have that victory Mm -hmm. and, and you're like, oh wow, that that's amazing. So for you, like, what has been your encouragement, like uh, coming through the comparison trap and the insecurities, like what has brought you encouragement? Yeah, I would definitely say that, I mean, there's so many different aspects of this. I think that being in a healthy community that knows that you're dealing with this and knows that you're, I guess, um, more prone to falling victim to the comparison trap that's helped me a lot because if I'm around my friends or the group of girls that I have small group with and they notice me comparing or scrolling on Instagram longer amount of time than normal, just to have them encourage me, um, whether that means like, Hey Lauren, like just, you know, be present with us. Or if that means like, Hey, like this is what you bring to the table that they don't. And this is, this is the beauty of being different. And this is the beauty of the individual, personalities that we all have in the individual callings um also a few months ago I actually 
decided <laughs> after talking with my life group, which is the group of girls that I have the privilege of doing small group with each week, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go on social media. I'm going to unfollow people that I compare myself to That's like so on, on a consistent basis. And it was kind of awkward because I remember, <laughs> um, <laughs> I remember going through an unfollowing and, um, gosh, there's like some people that I was like, wait, I thought they were following me and like they had unfollowed me or something. And like, that's a whole other thing that you subject things. yourself to. Like with, with social Talk media. With insecurity. Yeah. Yeah. And so once I unfollowed <laughs> them, I, I actually genuinely realized a difference. Like I noticed a difference because I wasn't going, opening up my social media and scrolling through a feed of people that I compare myself to. And I remember one of the girls that I ended up unfollowing, um, she, we're not like super close, but we've done ministry together for a while. And I remember, um, texting her happy birthday and, um, we kind of just were catching up via text. And I was like, Hey, like, cause I know that we're so prone to realize when people unfollow us on social media. And so yeah. I was like, if she has realized this and I just, I was just, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, me, I'm very like transparent with everything. And I was yeah. like, Hey, like, let me just tell you, like, this is the, like, this is what I had to do. Like, if you've noticed this, I'm sorry that like, if I didn't tell you or whatever, but I've been really struggling with comparison recently and I didn't want that to cloud our friendship. And I didn't want that to, um, cloud, you know, my walk with Jesus or my self-worth journey. And so wow. I'm trying to work on not comparing myself. And unfortunately, like, that just meant that I needed to unfollow some people that I needed to. And she totally respected it. Like that's she really was, cool. she was like, girl, I admire you for that. Like that's such an easy trap that we get stuck in. Um, and so I would say just taking little steps like that has been an encouragement and just that's constantly reminding myself. I'm proud of you. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was hard. It was nerve wracking, but I was like, I just got to do this because I felt like there was an elephant in the room. And you know what? Like, I don't even know if she had realized it or not, but I was like, there's like that, uns like that unspoken thing that I was realizing that she probably didn't even know existed. <laughs> right. But I also would say that going back to, I also always find myself going back to like the first few chapters of Genesis and where God tells us that we're made in his image when he is creating the whole earth. And then we're the only things that he says, one, that's very good. And two, that we're made in the image of God and going back to that scripture and just meditating on it is so sweet because to know that literally since the beginning of time and literally since the beginning of the earth's creation, that we were the ones that were set apart as humans and it's, I mean, there's so many differences that we have with each other and the fact that we're all still made in the image of God, just realizing that is such a sweet promise yes. um, and a sweet truth that I hold on to a lot, which again, I feel like a lot of this conversation can sound cliche, but it's so true. And it's something that you realize that you view it as a cliche. And then once you realize that, like you realize the weight behind it and you really start living like you believe those things you realize like maybe it sounds cliche and maybe it's a pinterest quote but it's so true <laughs> it's a true pinterest quote <laughs> yeah like it's, it's awesome. so true and just realizing yeah just internalizing that and that's that's probably the biggest encouragement is community scripture 
and just taking practical steps, like whether that's limiting social media time or unfollowing people that I compare myself to. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So. So what's the biggest change that you have made coming out of insecurity and the comparison trap other than unfollowing people (laughs) that you compare yourself to? Like what, what is some of the biggest changes that you've made? Yeah. So I would say that when I, I don't remember when I made this change, it was probably like in early high school, but I remember making the prayer, um, like there was two things that I always pray when I prayed, um, like with my intimate quiet time with Jesus. And I would always pray one, I would pray God, please break my heart for what breaks yours. And two, please let me see people like you see people. Mm. And that was a game changer because once you see people as the people of God that they are and the children of God that they are, it's very hard to compare yourself to them because obviously that's not looking at people through the eyes of God. And um, anytime also that I would notice myself comparing myself to people, I would also try to pray for them. And um, you have to realize, and one thing that my mom has always taught me is Instagram and Facebook for her and like Twitter and stuff. It's all just a highlight reel and it's all just a platform where a lot of times we're just sharing the best parts of our life and we're sharing the most aesthetically pleasing parts of our day and whatever. <laughs> yeah. And so just realizing that and making the change of, okay, when I see something that I am comparing myself to, like, remember that one, that God created them different from you. And that's beautiful. That's what makes the world great right. Two, trying to pray for them and trying to um, find something that if you can't think of something, just praying for them as a person and praying that they feel God's presence at that moment. Um, because it's really hard to be mad at somebody that you pray for or to compare yourself to somebody that you pray for. Yeah. I've heard that a million times of like, when you're mad at somebody, just pray for them and you probably won't be mad at them because it's hard to be like, dear Jesus, like, please, like, you know, you can't, it's hard to, I mean, it's okay to pray angrily because you know we have those moments but when you're praying for somebody else it's hard to have like a bitter conversation um and so those are some practical changes that I've made is really just welcoming God into that that space of comparison whether that means praying or um sometimes even like if I'm with the person I'll try to compliment them because because that's a challenge sometimes (laughs) yeah and just like bringing myself out of that comfort zone of like I feel like comparison is very comfortable yeah when we get into a habit of it that's good comparison is comfortable I think I think that a Pinterest quote (laughs) (laughs) I think it is I think comparison is comfortable and so making it uncomfortable or making bringing us out of those comfort zones and being like you know what like I've like in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I don't know, Susie, I'm comparing my outfit to yours and then saying like, man, I really like your skirt or I really like your shirt right. or outfit or whatever. Um, just welcoming God into those comfort zones is super helpful, I think. So I would say those are some practical changes that I've made. That's really cool. So um, I know you've shared a little bit about your blog and about your book, but tell us a little bit about how you help others and their comparison journey and in their um, insecurity journey. Yeah. So I, 
I am trying to make, I've always tried to make my blog and anything that I write devoted to adolescent girls, um, young, young girls and teens and stuff. And so I feel like one of the biggest categories that girls deal with of issues that are in this age group is comparison, identity and self-worth and insecurity and body image and just that plethora of lies that the enemy decides to attack girls with um, through, you know, society and through the world and whatever. So I try to attack it from the root and I try to make sure that girls know that they are so worthy because their identity is in the cross and their identity is in Jesus. And because of that, I mean, that, that changes everything. And we don't have to put our worth in the things that are fleeting and temporary, but we can put our worth in something that's eternal because when Jesus died for us on the cross, like that's when we were deemed priceless. And that's where we were, um, we were deemed to where we could have eternal life with him. And so when, when we shift our focus from, okay, my worth is in the number on the scale or my worth is in the number of followers that I have on social media or whatever, when we switch it from, okay, those things are so fleeting and followers fluctuate and weight fluctuates and whatever, when we switch it from those things that are not constant and we switch it to the only constant thing that we have on this earth, which is Jesus, that's the root of all of these lies. And that's how you uproot them and get rid of them. And so I try to go through those types of scenarios in my writing and Also, I think it's so beautiful to share your own personal story. I think that's a huge part in freedom of other people because it's one thing to hear a bunch of quotes and scripture and everything, and those things do help. But when you partner those with a story and you really get vulnerable, not only is it freeing for them, but it's freeing for you, the the writer, the, the person that's sharing that. And so I try to just be super transparent and vulnerable and honest with what I've dealt with. Um, and that's something that's really changed the game. And that's how, that's how I try to help girls is just realizing or trying to help them realize that one, they're not alone. Like so many, I feel like, so, uh, I don't know the percentage cause I haven't, you know, done a case study, but I feel <laughs> like so many girls deal with comparison and then oh, so yeah. many girls deal with identity and it's just like a, whether they, share it or they're even aware of it or not like we're in a constant state of that and so and social media has been a big aid in that um and so I just try to attack it from the root and make sure that they know where their value is um and essentially that's you know not in the temporary things of this world but rather the eternal things so that's so good Lauren, thank you so much for sharing with us today. Like, I just love your words. And I'm like, she has so much wisdom. I just love it. I I can't think of somebody better just to be pouring into the next generation and just encouraging them. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much for having me. I always enjoy doing podcasts with you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
Girls, I just want to remind you that our Waves Girls Conference kits are for sale right now. And so you can purchase one and do it with your small group at your house. I just picture you girls having like a slumber party and all of y'all just worshiping and doing some uh, listening to the messages and then diving into your books and just talking about it as a small group. Or maybe your youth group is going to be doing that. Or maybe you just want to do a study at home yourself. Mm -hmm. um, but we hope you will take advantage of those opportunities with the Girls Conference kit. Um, you can get those at wavesgirlsconference.com. In addition, I just hope you will leave all positive reviews um, for our girls uh, ministry podcast. Uh, that's how other people learn about waves and about this ministry. And so please share the love on our podcast. And we just want to thank you again for tuning in. And we hope you have a blessed week as you continue on your journey in identity and calling. Thank you for listening to the waves ministry podcast. For more information about our ministry, check out our website, wavesgirlsconference.com, and our social media at Waves Girls Conference. Today, we hope you start making waves in your home, community, and world.